Well, hello, good morning, good evening, or whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rainbow's Weekly Podcast. I'm, I'm here with Tony McKinnon. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing good. Yeah, I've been in Florida for a week, so it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, I've been a little jealous. Been a little jealous. My yeah. time's coming. Yeah, well, you know, we, we had a good time. Yeah. Um, we had a great time in Crusades and had a, had a wonderful time. So it's um, always good to be back. Um, it's good to hear from our listeners, too. I mean, you know, hey, shoot us an email at podcasts at rhema.org and let us know how much you like the program, how much you don't like the program, or <laughs> or whatever else you might want to say. And, you know, we've had plenty of interesting Interesting comments, you know. They were commenting about our granny's attic up here. Yeah, they said it was worse than we described. Worse than what we described. We said there's a bunch of junk all over yeah. the place. I mean, so, I mean, we got to, you know, it is what it is. Yep, yep. It, it doesn't matter as long as we're able to have a mic and, and talk. And, you know, we got Cliffy Poo back here. We're, yeah. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We need to get Cliff in the green hat, though. That's. Yeah, the, the green hat makes everything. Yeah. Yeah. So today, actually, um, we drug him back from Florida. Um, he's here in Tulsa with us. We have Pastor Darren Baldwin uh, from Live Oak, Florida. Um, we actually were just with Darren just uh, just last week in, in meetings, and then we both came back to Tulsa, and he's teaching um, this week. And so it's good to have you, Darren. Yeah, glad to be here, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, welcome to Granny's Attic. Yeah, I can, I can already tell I'm in a crowd of cut-ups up here. And this, <laughs> it's going to be hard, but we're going to do we're going to do fine. Yeah, we, you know, we had a great time with you guys in Florida. Wish it could have been a little warmer there in Live Oak. I'm but, telling you, man. You yeah. guys, uh, well, you know, as soon as you guys, I told you, you were pulling into town, we had a tornado. Yeah, I know. Literally, a tornado <laughs> well, touched I, down. I, I saw something about Tallahassee Airport over there. Yeah, I don't know where. I think it yeah. maybe hit over there, too. Yeah. yeah. But we had one touchdown in Live Oak. Hit something. Power. Y'all's power went out of the hotel. Power went out of the hotel, yeah. <laughs> I thought, good Lord. And then we had a whole big rain, bunch of rain that dropped. We yeah. Know, the night y'all got there. Yeah. So and and the cold, yeah. The so cold we were glad out. when y'all left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but whenever we left, you left too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, it's sunny out here. You see the reciprocation here. I came here and the sun's out. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring the sunshine with you, Darren. I guess I do. <laughs> so Darren, uh, um, we're, we're going to talk about your story because you're not a Florida boy. You're a Jersey boy, correct? I am. I was born and raised in New Jersey. I try not to tell too many people about that, <laughs> but actually, I call myself a half breed. A half. I was raised half in New Jersey and then half down in Live Oak, so I'm a half breed. I'm half country and half Yankee. <laughs> if there was another civil war, I don't know which side I would pick. <laughs> I'm going to have to actually put a little bit more thought into this. <laughs> and I'm sure that was a big switch coming from from Jersey to Live Oak, Florida, which you know population now is 7,000, but when you moved there, I'm sure there probably wasn't yeah, it wasn't that big. That big so. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a absolute shock. So, so tell us your story. I mean, were, were you always grow up in church, or, or did, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was born. My mom tells you're, me you're I born was, in church. I was born <laughs> lit, almost. I was close. My mom uh, told me I was born, and three days old, I was in church. They mm-hmm. went to uh, 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 one of the Pentecostal denominations, and I grew up uh, in church. It wasn't a very lively church. I think most of what was left from their Pentecostal experience had waned. So it was a pretty uh, dry church, but you know I was there and uh, didn't didn't do much for the Lord then. Then we moved down to Florida, and I got connected with, ironically, the church that I'm pastoring now, and that was part of the plan of God. And I got turned on to the Lord as a teenager there, 
uh, and got filled with the Holy Spirit, and it was just a, a great time. It's where I met Chris Musgrove, and you guys know. Oh, yeah. He was Home my Chris. youth pastor. Yeah. And, uh, you claim that, actually? I, I claim that. I was just telling the, <laughs> the pastors and the, or the students uh, in the group yesterday, I said, Chris, when I got in line to get filled with the Holy Spirit, I was 11 or 12 years old, and he stood behind me, and he said, I heard this voice whisper. I thought it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this voice said, when the minister lays hands on you, just say this, untie my bow tie, who stole my Honda? Untie my bow tie. I thought, man, I turned around and said, man, get out of here. You know, I was just a kid. But, uh, you know, anyway, we got turned, I got turned on the Lord then. But then after that, uh, you know, that little time there in Live Oak, we ended up moving back up north and I just got around the wrong group of friends and started making bad choices. And then the Lord, uh, well, uh, not the Lord, Darren got himself kicked out of high school. Uh, so for, so wait a minute now. So, I, I got three days one time. You got, like, I, I got out. a lifetime. Oh, okay. yeah. they, they let me back after three days. <laughs> no, they took away my membership. <laughs> yeah, they gave me the boot, and uh, that's when my folks, they put me on a one-way, uh, uh, one-way train down to Jacksonville, Florida. Ended up uh, moving in with my brother. He couldn't handle me. He kicked me out. <laughs> Moved in with Chris Musgrove. He couldn't handle me. Well, his wife couldn't handle me. She threw me out. Yeah, Teresa ain't having that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, she threw me out. But uh, within just a few months, uh, uh, just the Lord started opening up my heart. I ended up going back to Melody uh, and just went to a service there, and the Lord started dealing with my heart. A week or two later, I ended up going down to a Shekinah Glory service in High Springs at Pastor Anderson's church there. And man, this the Lord just did a tremendous work in me. And you know, uh, Cindy called me out of the group, and she just laid hands on me, and she said, uh, <clears throat> "Excuse me," she said, "You're never going to be the same again." And my God, my life completely turned around uh, from that day forward. And uh, how were you then? I was 19. Okay. Uh, anyway, year and a half later, I was at Rama, and that's how uh, didn't know anything about Rama, never heard. I, I, Chris went to Rama, mm-hmm, right. and I should have thought about it. If this is what Rama students end up like, I probably don't need to go to Rama, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hanging around with Chris. But, no, he's a great guy. I'm just teasing. But uh, I didn't know the first thing about Rama. I didn't know who Brother Hagen was. That's interesting. Nope, never didn't know the first thing about it. And I packed up my pickup truck. I put everything I owned in the back of that truck and put a tarp over it, jumped on Interstate 10, started heading west. A mile or two down the road, my tarp blew off. <laughs> hey, listen to this. So I get here to I get here to Broken Arrow. I had no place to live, no job, and I had three hundred dollars, a hundred and fifty of which I spent at the Chinese buffet in the first four days of being here. <laughs> I was buying everybody lunch. I had no. And somebody, the Lord sent somebody to help me, man. I quickly got so, things lined up. So what made you apply to come to Rama? I mean, was it because Chris went here? Or, no, or? I'm going to tell you. I don't, I don't know how. I just told the, the class this yesterday uh, that I was teaching in. I said, somehow I got one of those packets. Uh, and I don't, I still to this day have no idea how I got that packet. Mm. Uh, and I think it was still on a VHS for some reason. Yeah, we had a VHS tape that we'd send mm-hmm. out. And I watched that, and uh, the Lord had already been dealing with me and about there was something more. I didn't know what it was. And I saw that video, and I said to myself, man, that, I think I'm going to go check this out. And I think I came out to the Get Acquainted uh, weekend or whatever they call it. That's what they called it. They used to call it that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we call, call it weekend. weekend now. 
And, man, I, I just I, – I knew in my heart I'm supposed to be here. And I still had no idea, really, what, what it was. What it was. Yeah. I had no idea what I was going to be doing. I mean, I was never very studious in school, and uh, I didn't really do very good. Well, know, I just got kicked out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got kicked out, and I, I tried my hand at college for like a year or two, and it really wasn't my thing. But <laughs> So I thought really to myself, I said – I'm not sure if this is going to work for me, you know, if it's uh, but it was God, obviously. And so if you're listening to today's podcast <laughs> and you actually want to get one of those packages and, and know how you got it, you can just go to rbtc.org and fill out there for more information. And actually, we'll have one of our representatives give you a call, talk to you about Raymond. We'll send you some stuff and let you know about our next college weekend, which is coming up April 9th, 10th and 11th. And you can come out and visit the campus and, you know, like Darren did and, and um, maybe you'll show up here too. I mean, you know, I believe that 2021 is a great year. A lot of people's life kind of got messed up in 2020. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are trying to figure out, well, what do I do now? You know, I don't got my job anymore or, or you know, I've got to, got to make a career change or whatever. Or maybe you're working on the Keysell XL pipeline and oh you don't have gosh. a job anymore. Wow. <laughs> oh, my <goodness. laughs> oh, my. And so instead of making solar panels, maybe you want to come to Rayma. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, so you got down here. You didn't know anything. You, you like Chinese buffets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we, we know, already know you're not studious. Now, Raymond's not too hard to to pass the classes. So I'm yeah. sure you, I'm sure you did okay, right? I I did. Uh, I will be honest though. Um, <laughs> on a couple of those things where you had the mark if you read the book. At the end of the class, you know, he, he lied. I marked it on in faith, in faith, because I was I was I was learning about faith, <laughs> but on a couple of them, I did. I marked it and, and said that I did read it, and I did go back and finish it. So I had to get my two cents in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell the students the quickest way to go to hell <laughs> is to lie on that question. <laughs> I said you you might burst. I only in. did it on two. <laughs> I only did it on two, but I did go back and finish. I, I did. I did have a student come to me. Uh, uh, this last term and said, I'm almost done. I promise I'll read it tonight. I said, oh, I'm going I'm to test you. Can I trust you? He said, yeah. And so he checked it and he, he texted me that night. I just finished. I yeah. said, well, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. For some of you listening that are not Raymond grads, but most of the um, classes, there's, there's a reading assignment and usually that's a question on, on, on um, not on the test, actually. It's a, that's part of your grade, actually, yeah. a lot of times. Different percentage depends Percent, on the class. Percentage on the class. And, so, and it can be a pretty good-sized percent of your, of your class just reading the book. You know, it's, and that's why, like, one of my classes, I have a pretty thick book. Um, and so I'm like, you guys need to start reading this book. You know, especially my midterm yeah. said, start reading this book. Trust me. I mean, you know, you need to, you need to read it now. And so, um, but, yeah, so – so, did you get anything out of Rama while you're here? I mean, <laughs> Rama has he forever changed my life. I I came here. I left a different person, and uh, I there's no words. Uh, the foundation of really how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, it that message alone has absolutely revolutionized my life, and I live by that message a thousand times a day over just following the holy spirit following what he's doing in my heart uh just uh the message of faith prayer prayer has absolutely upended my my the whole trajectory of my life um just the ministry of prayer the principles of prayer 
just the, really the impartation. I'm a big impartation person. Uh, it's not just uh, the knowledge. I think, you know, we were, I was telling the students in the class today, I said, it's not just about knowledge. The world can get knowledge. And I've seen people that can quote the books of the Bible frontwards and backwards, but they have no revelation. Mm -hmm. They don't walk in anything. There's an impartation that happened. And the impartation to me is what does that minister carry that's speaking to me? Because the spirit in which they're, 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 what they're walking in is what they're putting into your spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's just powerful. uh, Again, there's not enough words to say the impact that it had. It, it, It changed my life forever. Yeah, and, and I think it's interesting, you know, your story. We've heard it a number of times, and actually, a lot of our current students are kind of the same way. They showed up here; they don't know anything about right. about the ministry. I mean, a lot of them obviously didn't even know who Brother Hagen was, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, some of them never read the books. So, um, in fact, we had Justin Wiggin, um, our, our last you know, podcast, and, and he was telling us that the reason he came to Rama is because there was a he would go to a youth function, you know, a number of churches, and there was one pastor he thought was the cool pastor. Mm. And he found out the cool pastor, he studied here at Raymond. Right. And so he goes, well, I want to be like the cool pastor, so I'm, I'm just going to go to Raymond. Said, said he never had read any, any of our books, didn't really know you know anything about it. He just wanted to be a cool pastor. <laughs> and, and so, but it, it is interesting, you know, and talking about following the leading of the, of the Holy Spirit. Now, maybe you didn't know that's what you were doing, mm-hmm. but there's so many people that they, they just kind of show up here. Unconsciously you know, led. It's powerful. And, and so, so they're being led, you know, but, because what they need, you know, was here. They need that foundation. Yeah. And I believe everyone needs that, not just a pastor, you know, not just a, a missionary or whatever, but everybody needs a foundation of the word of God, mm. um, you know, to, to, to live your everyday life. And like I said, we, you know, we had businessman Aaron Andes, and he, and he was saying that the things he learned at Rama, he uses every day in business. Um, you know, and that powerful. You know, it's, it's powerful. And one of the things, how to be led by the spirit of God. I mean, there's, there's so many things that we, you know, the foundation we get here and we don't realize that. And then of course, obviously the, the fact that you're teaching you know, this week, um, one thing we try to do with our, with our, our pastors group is, is we try to bring in people who are actually pastoring, you know, cause it's one thing, some of our teachers have formerly been pastors, but you know, technology changes, um, different things change. I culture, mean, culture. Changes. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you were to start a, a church here in, you know, in 2021, it's a whole lot different than when you started a church in, in, you know, in, in, you know, 1998 or, you know, even 2000, yeah. you know, in, in just 20 years. I mean, our culture changes. I mean, I mean, you know, just the, the evolution of, of what we, what we do and the knowledge of what we have, you know, sometimes it's, you know, a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, with, you know, with, we, we like it things instantly. So there, there's so much different to pastoring today. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we try to bring in current pastors who are doing, you know, that, you know, and also we try to bring in pastors from different size churches, different size cities, mm-hmm. because it's, um, different parts of the know, country, different parts of the country, because, <clears throat> you know, and obviously you've lived in, you've lived in, in Jersey mm-hmm. and, and then you've lived in rural Florida. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you understand Live Oak is not Disney World. No, nope. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's not it's not Miami. It's no, nope. um, it's the sticks. Bro. It's, it's the middle of the country. And, and, you know, and, I know. We used to fox out down in Jennings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, that's twenty minutes from us. We drive down there and, and stay all night long. Yeah, and, and just to kind of give you guys, um, um, you know, a little bit about Live Oak. So last week we were having our crusade there, and 
and Pastor Darren said, "Hey, you want to going to shoot some shoot, shoot some guns?" And sure, I said, well, "Well, we'll wait till after school gets out because, you know, and you know, people might call, you know that that might be not be good." And, and so, I didn't realize that that we shot right the, the backside of the church and the school, and we shot right by the soccer fields. <laughs> Yeah, we were right I mean, we, we were field. shooting our rifles, and nobody comes and hey, uh, says Craig it. didn't do too bad. Yeah, I, I hate to tell him yesterday about his groupings. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't do too good with your, your Glock forty three. Yeah, the though. Glock forty three. They but, all kind of bombed yeah. on, myself included. <laughs> but but at least got the guy's neck. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, everybody did good with the twelve gauge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when all else yeah. failed. So I don't know about you guys, but, you know, here in Broken Air in Tulsa, we just can't shoot guns in our backyard. Yeah, I almost shot the Amazon guy the other night. But, yeah, delivering packages on my back porch in the middle of the night. Oh, that, man. Oh, man, you got a death wish. Man, that's not good. Yeah. If, you're, if you work for Amazon and you're listening to me, uh, go to people's front porch at night, not their back. Yeah. yeah, he had he had his flashlight with, with yeah. his, his with camera, his cell, cell phone his camera, you know, flat, cell phone flashlight coming up on his, my patio, his back back patio. He yeah. wanted to deliver packages to. Yeah. Sounds a little uh, suspect. Yeah, I think, I think he wanted to look at the window and see Tony. So. Yeah, see me in my <laughs> see me in my PJs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so Help me, Jesus. <laughs> so you were you were here at Rama, um, you know, and learning the word. Now, um, now obviously. Your your wife now. I mean, you knew Laura, um, mm-hmm. but now she was going to ORU at the time, correct? That's correct. Yep. yep. So, so were you dating at all before you came to Rama, or no. that, that all happened? No, no, we weren't dating uh, before Rama. We were, were barely friends, honestly. Um, <laughs> you, you mean she didn't? Like, we have since gone you. in and out of that same thing over the years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, understood. But uh, no, we we actually started kind of dating while we were while I was here. She was graduating. And I was in my first year, and then we just kind of pushed it off, and then we ended up starting to date after I graduated. So, you know, so tell us about after after you left Rama, what what was next? I mean, what, I, uh, what? Uh, the cool story I was sharing with the class today. We uh, in between my first and second year, I was planning on going back to Live Oak. Yeah, that's where I I came from, a church there. And had everything set up there. Had a job, had ministry opportunities, had a great, you know, everything lined up. Well, anyway, in between first and second year, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go to New Jersey. And I told the Lord quickly, I said, I don't want to go to New Jersey. There's nothing there for me. And the Lord said, you're going to have to walk by faith. Well, anyway, long story short, I ended up going home for the summer. I went to New Jersey. The day I got there, I get a call from a church. And they said, hey, we heard you're here visiting. Would you come down and meet with us? So I said, sure. I went down and met with them. They talked to me for about 30 minutes. They hired me <laughs> as a youth pastor uh, at the church. And they said, because you're going to come on early, we're going to go ahead and pay for your next year of Rama. Oh, wow. And we're going to fly you back several times throughout the year to do events for the student ministry, et cetera. And as soon, the day you graduate, you have a full-time paid position. And it was a pretty decent-sized ministry. And uh, so we went up there, and uh, I was, we weren't married then. Laura and I got married 
after our first, my first year being there. And then she moved up to New Jersey. She hated it. Of course she did. She hated She's it. She's a Southern she, girl. Yeah, she couldn't wear shorts until, like, July. <laughs> she had to pay to get on the beach. She couldn't understand any of these things. She got pulled over for having tinted windows. And uh, it was horrible. But she she was grateful. Anyway, the Lord called us back to Live Oak uh, so, two so years later. Now, what city was that in New Jersey? We were living in – we lived in Manasquan, New Jersey. The church was in Allenwood, New Jersey, Wall Township, which is a more affluent area in New Jersey. Beautiful area. And so – so you, you were you were there. You were a youth minister for for a while. Then yep. you moved back to Live Oak. Now, now, did you move up to a position or did, did well, you? Well, neat story. Uh, sorry about all these stories. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's, that's what we're here for. I'm that's, at the storytelling we're, we're, capital of the world yeah. here. So we're, we're here to hear about your story. Okay. So, so you know, someone listens to this podcast. You know, maybe they just got kicked out of, of, of their high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe they're not doing well in college. Yeah, uh, and maybe they don't they don't know what to do, and they're thinking, man, uh, this bozo. If this guy can make yeah. it, anybody can. Yeah. Well, anyway, the Lord uh, started dealing with me about going. I just had a witness. I was like, I feel like we're supposed to be back in Live Oak. So I told my wife that we was out to eat one night. And I said, I feel like the Lord's, you know, leading us back to Live Oak. She said, glory to God. Let's go now. <laughs> she said, let's go now. <laughs> so anyway, I called Laura's dad, who was a pastor. At yeah, the yeah, church. Yeah. So, so just let everyone know, Laura is the, the, the pastor's daughter. Yes. But, um, and so, which I don't know why, well, he, she, the pastor even let him. I'm just giving no, no. there. Well, hey, that's a whole other story. <laughs> We've seen they have poor judgment in my case, too. <laughs> so, so, and that's, that's the church you went to at Live Oak. Yep. Yeah, so I called him. I said, hey, the Lord, I feel like the Lord's been dealing with me about moving back. And he, he immediately stopped me on the call. And he said, don't come. Mm. And I said, why not? He said, you have a full-time paid position in ministry. We don't have anything down here for you. He said, stay where you are. And I was a little bit discouraged. I hung up the phone. Laura was discouraged. Well, two weeks later, the Lord kept dealing with me about it. So I said, I'm going to call your dad again. I called him and I said, hey, Pastor Frank, the Lord keeps dealing with me about moving back to Live Oak. He said, hold on one second. He puts, gives the phone to Chris Musgrove, mm-hmm. who was in his office, yep. who is his youth pastor. And he said, Darren, I just came in this office five minutes ago and I resigned. Yeah. And he said, and I told Pastor Frank, my father-in-law, he said, I'm leaving, and I feel like Darren is supposed to replace me. See, isn't that a crazy? The Lord was already Chris. Yep. And that's, I wouldn't have known how to do that, really, mm-hmm. in essence, but that's the kind of thing that you learn at Rhema. Yeah. You learn to discern, man. This is the witness of the Spirit. Anyway, we went down there, man. We, we worked for him for 10 years. Uh, my wife taught in the school, and it was just powerful, powerful, fruitful years of youth ministry. And then we ultimately took over the church as pastor. Yeah, so, I mean, the Christian school's been there for a long time, oh, right? Yeah, man, for 39 years, I think. Wow. Yeah. So, so not only you have a church, you also have a school. Yep, yep, you have a school. So and it's a big blessing. The guy that got kicked out of high school yeah. is over <laughs> oversees a school. Isn't that awesome? God's yeah. cool. I'm telling yeah. you what, man. Yeah, it's powerful. And thank God for his wife who can help yeah. him oversee the school. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, yeah, she's got a lot going on. So now it is an interesting story about when you became pastor of the church. I mean, tell tell those listeners about that. I mean, you know about. Your father-in-law, I mean, did he decide to retire? or no, 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 he wasn't. No, 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 he wasn't going anywhere. I'll, I'll tell you a funny little story. The Lord started dealing with me and said, we're going to pastor. And, and, and then ultimately the Lord led us to know that we were going to pastor where we are in Live Oak. Well, he was pastoring. So he got up that very Sunday, and I never had a conversation with him. He got up in the pulpit, at, you know, he's during his message, 
He said, man, I feel like the Lord's going to lead me here till I'm 95 pastoring. And he was only in his 50s at the time. I thought, <laughs> Lord Jesus. I said, Lord, you can speak to me. But obviously, he hadn't spoken to him yet. But we went through a very uh, tumultuous – am I allowed to use big words here? Yeah, you can uh, use whatever words yeah. you want to we use. We went through a, a, a very difficult time of transition. It was very, uh, very challenging for many – probably two or three years of him and I going in the boxing ring and, and duking it out. He just didn't – he didn't want to leave. He yeah. poured every – and I get it. He poured every bit of himself, his time, his energy. He told me, he said, when I had to take a loan out for, to, to build this new building, I had to put my name on it. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I poured my heart and soul into this thing. He literally took a massive pay cut, left retirement on the table with a county job, uh, my mother-in-law left a, a decent paying job in the public school system. They gave up everything and they, they gave their life to the ministry. And he said, I'm not ready to leave. Yeah. And uh, anyway, the Lord worked it out. It was a very challenging uphill battle, but I, I told the students today, I said, uh, it wasn't anything spiritual that caused him to release the church. Basically, Laura and I, we decided that we're going to move. We're going to go find us a church and pastor and yeah. we probably we probably would have been out of the will of God, but we were sick of dealing with this fight that we were in with between the families, and we said it's not worth all this. So we had our suitcases down. We met with them and said, "Hey, we're just going to relocate. You know, we love y'all. We don't want to have any conflict between us." So he he comes by our house two or three days later, and at the time my daughters were I don't know three or four, and he comes by, knocks on the knocks on the door. He comes in, you know, kind of ham hawing around, and he said, "Listen, Amanda and I talked about it." My mother-in-law's name is Manny. He said, man, and I talked about it. He said, we don't want y'all to move. And I thought, man, that's God's really dealing with him. And then the next words out of his mouth were, we don't want to lose our grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 we were awarded the church because my, my in-laws didn't want to lose their grandparents. So God is good. It all worked out in the end. Glory to God. But, but they're still there. I mean, your, your mother-in-law sings, sings on the, on the praise and worship team. Yep, she's the principal of the school. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he's the mayor. Yeah. He's the mayor of town. And, you know, the, Glory he's, to God. you know, he's, um, involved and yeah he's doing a great job uh, and so and, and you didn't destroy the church so, no, so, so. and i think that's what he was afraid of <laughs> uh i don't know y'all know who tim tebow is obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well anyway i sat i sat uh down with my father-in-law before i took over the church and i said hey uh he said he was telling me he said i don't think you're going to be able to do this i don't think you're going to want to do it you know whatever we we're going through all these hypotheticals and uh i said pastor frank i said you <laughs> They told Tim Tebow, and this is back when Tebow was popular. Yeah. They said they told Tim Tebow he couldn't do it, but he did it. Well, he did it everywhere but the NFL. He didn't do too good there. <laughs> he did it in college. But my father-in-law looks across at me and he says, "You're not you. You yeah, ain't no, no Tim, Tim Tebow." Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Man, I was so defeated leaving that office." I said, "Not only am I not getting the church, I'm not a Tim yeah, Tebow. Not a Tim, Tebow. Not a Tim Tebow." Yeah. But he, you're right. He lacked he, he lacked confidence in me, and but uh, the and, Lord, and, you know, like I said, I understand when you sure. when you build something, you know, you you don't want to see it destroyed. Destroyed, and, and then the thing is, once he turns it over to you, he he knows he probably can't get it back. Yep. And so, yep. You know. and he was young. Yeah. I mean, so. he was only 58 yeah. at the time. Mm -hmm. He he still had plenty of doing and living to do. And like I said, he's a, he's a doer. He's got to have yeah. something to do. And, and he just didn't see the end of that tunnel that, you know, there was going to be another avenue that opened up for him. And he's been a blessing to our city and county 
just in yeah. those positions of leadership there. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out, you know. Praise and, the Lord. And it does if we follow the leading of the Lord. I mean, you know, like I said, it came down to it. You might have got out of the will will of God, but but you were willing to do whatever it takes just to, you know, because you felt you, that you need to move to the pastoral role, and and um, it didn't seem like there was n- no hope at that place. And yeah. so, yeah, that's true. You know, but thank God for your grandkids or, or your kids, the grandkids. The grandkids <laughs> saved the church. The yeah. grandkids saved the church. That is a true story. Yeah. Now, um, um, so so you have. Tell, tell everyone because I, I know I know your kids. But you yeah. know, you got twin daughters. Yep, my twin daughters. Uh, they're fifteen and a half, and my son just turned thirteen this yeah. past Christmas. And, and one of your daughters is into powerlifting. Yeah, I mean, she's, uh, which is, she's which is a, not not a normal thing for a lot, lot, of, lot of young ladies. Yeah, it's it's crazy. She's she's very athletic, very talented, but uh, she just won while y'all were there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Living Faith Crusade, she just won regionals. Um, in the 129 uh, weight class of girls weightlifting, high school weightlifting, and uh, she, we couldn't have been more proud, man. I don't know if you heard the l- little details of that, but she came up short a little bit on her bench. They do two events, bench and cling and jerk. She came up a little bit short, uh, 145 pounds less than what she wanted to do, and then the other girls were way higher, like 160. Yeah. so they had her whip pretty much now, but now, now she weighs 125 that we she said? weighed 127 at that event. One, 127 so she's lifting more more weight than she weighs yeah so she gets up <laughs> to her bitch she, yeah yeah she gets the cling and jerk which is when you pull the bar up you know and then yeah, it, and you, you drop up. down in a squat and then you put it up over your head it's it's pretty uh, crazy looking but she said she saw a window of opportunity there to that if she her max record was 165 and she broke a school record at 165 she realized in the middle of the event, the event that if she went up to 175 and pulled it off, she would beat everybody. And she just took a risk and she nailed it, man. It was the most powerful video I've ever seen. <laughs> Y'all were just starting the crusade <laughs> yeah, that yeah, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was getting texts from my wife. She won! She won! <laughs> it was just yeah. super awesome. Yeah, well, man. I, I, I looked up on Facebook right at you know during, during praise and worship, and yeah, I that, you, you showed me. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. So that's pretty awesome. Now, now total it was like three fifteen yeah, between between both those things. So, so that's pretty awesome. I mean, I don't you know, think I, can y'all can y'all put one hundred seventy five pounds uh, over your head. I, I don't know if I can. I, I mean, don't think I could. I mean, not right now. Maybe at the Chinese buffet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I can bench one thirty five right now. <laughs> uh, so, but you know, that's it's like, like a unique unique sport, you know, for. Uh, Young woman to be, to be involved in now her sister they're twins she's a cheerleader I think yeah she? they both do the cheer yeah, the yeah. other one does cheer okay. yeah 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 so so she cheers for us no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no she no. cheers for the weight yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that'd be yeah that'd be great yeah there's no cheerleaders in weightlifting Tony <laughs> <laughs> they're their own cheerleaders yeah, yeah, like the yeah. softball you yeah. ever watch girls softball <laughs> they they do the cheers in the dugout that's kind of how they do with weightlifting <laughs> yeah so it's, that's I mean you know it's pretty awesome now now that was regionals right so she is yep so she's going to state and yeah. really uh she has a a pretty pretty solid path to actually win in state yeah so, so it's pretty so, awesome. obviously that's florida now is it is do they do it like i know like like football or basketball where they're like you know class a you know, or, oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, is that how yeah. it is like you know, as far as i know yeah I, yeah so i'm pretty sure that's how it works which for weightlifting you'd think you know i don't know how much yeah, how much it really matter how big yeah. it, you know, because obviously you know your town's not that big so it's yeah. you know 
com- compared to some of the other bigger cities in Florida. But well, that's but you're, yeah, that's like a rude awakening there. Yeah, uh, you you play your three A football and you go play some seven A school. Yeah, and they're like they fly in on an airplane and they yeah, wipe we the were, floor we were, with your, we were single A. <laughs> that's that's like most of the small towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're single A, and you think you're bad to the bone until mm-hmm. you go there and play. And you like, play one of the bigger schools. Yeah, yeah. and then they're yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Not at homecoming though. You don't play those schools at home. No, you got. <laughs> now the pretty nice thing, like you know, we're at you know, they're in Live Oak. Obviously, you're you're in the country, but but you're you're not too far from from the beach on both sides of the of, of yep. the state of Florida. I mean, you go to the Gulf side, or I know you go to Jacksonville quite a bit, and yep. drop your you know, and that's only an hour an hour and a half or so yep, to the yep. beach. So so that's not bad. I mean, you got the best of both worlds. And, I agree. Yeah. You know, you know, of course, we were there on the Swanee River, didn't catch any fish, but no, it, was, it, was, it, was okay. really, it was really nice, though. Uh, maybe Tony would take us down and show us how to fish. I, <laughs> I don't know how to. I can catch catfish in there. That's about it. Them guys, uh, that's, that's, the, that's too hard for me, man. Yeah. I, w- I really wanted to take y'all out in the Gulf, but we just yeah, didn't, we didn't have, have time. time. Yeah. Yeah. The bad thing about doing a crusade, you know, when you only had the afternoon, it's not, you know, not like I had a whole lot of time to go. But we can always come back, you know. What, yeah. what we need to do is actually, when I come back, is plan before or after so we can yeah. have some time to. It's really to, to, go, to go hang out. And you go. die, don't you? I scuba dive. I'm I'm a certified scuba. Diver. I haven't haven't dove in a long time, and and if my mom listens to this podcast, I'm, I know she doesn't want me to dive ever. Um, but you know that's that is what it is. You know, your mom doesn't want to be make you safe. No, Cliffy yeah. Pooh is a diver back here too. I think. Really. Yeah, I've so. always thought about maybe getting involved with that, but I had never done it. Yeah, probably because you you have all those pictures of jaws coming up and uh, <laughs> forty seven meters down, and it ain't going real good. But anyway, <laughs> hey, we I'll tell you what we do: we go out scalloping in the Gulf. Yeah. You go down, you got a bag, and you know whatever you can bring your spear gun, and yeah. you know do all that. But uh, you're out there, and I've run across some four or five foot sharks, and they don't bother you, man. Generally, they get eaten though if you catch one. The sharks, yeah, I man, a, I, I like a, them. I caught a big old bull shark, man, on a little light tackle, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, they're good. Don't but throw them away. They'll get out there, man. Scallops, and if you uh, spearfish, uh, the blood, the sharks will start coming up behind you, and they don't bother you. They just want to get what's in your hand, the fish. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not your hand with yeah, what's in your yeah, hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, you, so you're living up in Florida now. I mean, you know, um, and um, doing a good job now. Actually. Darren's also one of, one of our district directors Correct. for for RMAI, so over North Florida region. So um, if you if you go to Rama, then you have a opportunity to join RMAI. For, and if you're in the ministry and things like that, so so I mean, you know, obviously he's very closely associated with with us, and we're so good to have him. But you know, like I said, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, you know, I don't know what to do. I mean, maybe like I said, like Darren, maybe you didn't get kicked out of school, but but maybe you just barely finished school, and you know you you just been struggling. Um, Rama is a great place to, to to learn not only you know what God's plan is for your life, but also to, to learn to, to lead and follow Him. So, rbtc.org, we encourage you um, to go out, go, on there, go out there, fill out some information, and and we'll contact you and talk to you about Rama and what it's all about. But it's so good to have you with us, and we're going to have you with our, our next program as, as well, and kind of just talk about whatever you want to talk about. But you know, um, you know, you know, glad things are going great. Glad you, you know, you worked things out with your wife and, and your and your father in law. 
<laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. He might have a different version of he the story than different. I do. So maybe we need, we need, to, have, have, we need yeah, to have him on the podcast. Yeah, have, Mayor, have Mayor Davis on and get yeah, his account of the story. And we'll get his account of the story. So. Yeah, that's hilarious. Anyway, we like to end this broadcast like we end all our broadcasting. Here at Rainbow, we're bringing hope, hope, hope and, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world.